Many of you may remember our first Sunday back in this sanctuary after worshiping in Wilson Hall while uh, this space was being refurbished as part of our capital campaign. We came back in here filled with expectations. There was new tile, uh, there was new pew coverings, fresh paint, new lighting, and a new sound system. Everyone came into this beautiful space and, uh, and everybody was just happy to be here. And then I stood out there in front of the communion table to welcome you with the words we always say, the Lord be with you. And I knew right away from the looks on many of your faces, something was not right with the sound. Rich Johnson, bless his soul, must have gotten up and down a dozen times during that service to adjust and readjust and do all he could to fix what was clearly a problem. We got through it, but as you will recall, it was a, a bumpy ride. And as uh, you would have to expect, every person that came through the line, it seemed, or at least every other one, had something to say about it. And all I could do was respond, you're not alone, the one that came before you said it, and the one coming after you, I'm sure, is going to say it as well. And we're doing all we can to address it, which, by the way, we continue to do, and we'll have new speakers toward the back of the room soon to try to reach those hard-to-reach areas where Presbyterians love to sit way back there. <laughs> I got to the restaurant after the service and had just sat down with Kim and our daughter Chandler, and I had barely opened the menu. Chandler said, I guess you'd call that a soft opening. <laughs> and all I could think in response to say was, when is it that you go to Cambodia again? <laughs> a soft opening. That's what Palm Sunday sometimes feels like to me. There's an intention here, a celebratory air to the place, but things just don't quite add up. They don't seem quite up to speed. There are rough edges around this story. You take time to really read it. It, it feels kind of like this is a warm-up for next Sunday, Easter Sunday like we're doing a mic check and uh, seeing if the lights are shining in all the right places, uh, tuning our voices for the Easter hallelujahs, but substituting Hosanna. But the pitch is just not quite right. The sound is, is a little off. And we're not sure if we should be smiling or frowning happy or sad, jubilant or muted. A soft opening. We've just invited mostly regulars, the ones who probably won't get up and leave in a huff if something is off. It's a test group for next Sunday when every pew will be filled. We put in some pageantry. We have the palms. Everyone uh, came in waving them festively. 
cries of Hosanna, which in and of itself is a bit problematic because it doesn't mean praise you, it means save us. Well, we know where those palms are destined to go, you know, right? They will sit in the music room for about a year, and then we will take them out and burn them. And then we will be marked with their ashes and told once again, you are dust. We see Jesus being lauded and proclaimed as the king, but we know that he is destined to be beaten and spit upon and nailed to a cross. The cry of Hosanna, save us, turns to my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All the disciples and his friends and this whole crowd of admirers will have fled and left him alone to die. The children waved their palms this morning right past this table, but the bread we proclaim is the body of Christ broken for you. The cup we proclaim is the blood of Christ shed for you. We know where the story is destined to go. Do you, do you see what I mean? This is a, it's a bit of a strange Sunday. It feels like a soft opening. So you know what many churches have done? They've just done away with Palm Sunday altogether. That's a great way to get rid of the ambiguity. They've ditched the palms and they've gone straight to the story of Jesus' death. On most liturgical calendars, this Sunday is called Palm Slash Passion Sunday, giving churches the option of skipping the story of the procession of the palms and focusing instead on the story of Jesus' crucifixion. There's something else up, of course, as well. Most know that only a fraction of worshipers will be present for the stories telling on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. And so churches have realized if they're going to hear it, we must tell it on Passion <coughs> Sunday. And that's got to be a little bit easier. That feels just a little bit more right. Avoid all the, the awkwardness on Sunday. Well, the good people of First Pres and Franklin have a stubborn pastor to blame, I guess, for making you endure year after year this procession of palms, this awkward shouting of Hosanna. I think this is more than a soft opening. And the clue to this Sunday's importance and this story's importance lies, I believe, uniquely in Matthew's telling us. Here, only in Matthew's version of the story, does Jesus ride not on one, but two animals. And only in Matthew is it said that the whole city was in turmoil. Literally, the whole city was shaking, trembling. It's the same word used for earthquake, in fear. And ask, who is this? Only in Matthew. 
did these things happen? This is odd scene of Jesus sitting astride two animals, a donkey and a colt, the foal of a donkey. Matthew quotes from two different Old Testament prophets here. The first line, say to daughter Zion, comes from Isaiah 62, 11. But the bulk of the quote, lo, your king comes to you, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey, is from Zechariah 9, 9. But you really have to pay attention here because Matthew quotes Zechariah selectively. He leaves out part of the verse. The full Zechariah text says, Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble, and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Matthew leaves out, triumphant and victorious is he. The king that enters Jerusalem is the true king, but he does not enter in triumph. He does not enter in victory. He enters in humility. He enters in peace to this shaking city that has known its fair share of violence with the coming of kings and prophets. Does not get more violence with this one, but deep and abiding peace. A donkey in the Old Testament is a coronation animal. Kings often rode into cities on donkeys. A colt, the foal of a donkey, symbolizes peace. That Jesus sits on both indicates that yes, he is a king. That he is like none they have known before. Jesus rides into Jerusalem, that shaking city, filled with danger and brokenness and violence, and he does not turn his head away from it. He does not change his way of peace. He sits atop these two animals, a different kind of king. He rides into Jerusalem, not to condemn it, but to Redeem it. The events of the week to come will show us once again the lengths to which God will go to love us and this whole shaking world back to life. We awoke just this morning to fresh awareness of how this world still trembles. When 25 worshipers were killed in an explosion in a church in Egypt, Jesus rides into such terror. The cities of Syria shake with violence that threatens the whole region, the whole world. And Jesus does not turn his face, but rides into the shaking city. And we too. The weekend before Palm Sunday, I got a call from my pastor years ago now. 
man who had been my pastor all my life in my, in my home church. His son was in town, Memphis at the time. He was in town visiting his son, and I was a pastor there. He was dying, his son, in the hospital of a rare liver disease. He asked me if I would come and talk with him, and that put me in the most uncomfortable position, especially at that age, of trying to be a pastor to the man who had been mine all my life. His grief was fresh, and we talked a long time about life and death and the life to come. And I listened as he told stories of his son, who was his namesake. And we cried together. When I got ready to leave, he said, we're going to be at your church tomorrow. And we're, we're looking forward to worshiping with you. I was nervous about that because it was Palm Sunday. And uh, it was a little raucous in that church on Palm Sunday, a little, a little celebratory, and with the hosannas sometimes got a little out of hand. And I wanted to call everyone and say, you know, let's just tamp it down this Sunday. There's going to be someone sitting out there in a lot of pain. The day arrived and the line formed, the whole church came in for the palm procession there. The line formed out in the hallway, and I looked around for my pastor and was somewhat relieved that I did not see him. We went through the whole parade, shouts of Hosanna filling the hallway and then the sanctuary, palms flying around, and as the last part of the line entered, I saw joyously waving their palms, shouting Hosanna as loudly as anyone around me right there in the middle of their shaking city in the middle of their great pain in the middle of it all giving witness to the one who rides in full of peace the whole trembling city looks up at this strange sight this morning a man on two animals riding into town. And they ask, who is this? This is not a soft opening. It is the answer to that question. Palm Sunday. Is the answer to that question, who is this? It's the answer for the shaking city. It's the answer when we are shaking. It's the answer for a trembling world. He is the king of peace. And there's only one response needed from us here at the gateway to the week we call holy. Hosanna. Save us. Save us all. Amen.